Welcome back to episode number 106 of The NP Dude. This is Jeff, The NP Dude, giving nurse practitioners a voice. That's all of our voices, guys. I really do mean that. Let me be your mouthpiece. So send me comments, questions, concerns, headaches, problems. I don't care what it is. I want to know what it is because if it's bugging you, it's got to be bugging me and it should be bugging everybody else out there. So email me, jeff at thenpdude.com. You can catch me on Facebook. Send me a personal message there as well. You can do it through The NP Dude or me personally. Either way, I don't care. Get me. Let me know. I want to hear from you. Got tagged in one um, just the other day. It's been a couple days. I promised I was going to respond. So I want to get back to you guys on this one. This question is hypothetical and uh, it's a little juicy. So it's kind of fun for me. I like the juicy ones. You guys know that. Before we get into that, though, I want to talk a little bit about um, where we are housekeeping wise. We were like 1675. I don't know. It was a huge jump again. You guys are just sharing and spreading the word. I'm seeing a huge uptick in the number of people seeing the show on Facebook and seeing uh, and downloads on my website. And uh, it's you guys. It really is. I'm just out there doing the same thing I've been doing since the start. And this is spreading. So it's not me. It's you. You guys are making this happen. And I really appreciate it. It's just been so much fun. This started out as a hobby, and I'm and and it still is. But but I really think it could be something really really awesome, and and I hope you guys think the same thing. And uh, it's just been a lot of fun for me, and and I'm learning so much. And that's really what this is about. Let's all learn. We can learn from each other, and I'm learning from you guys. And I hope you guys are learning something along the way too. And I'm still not hearing anybody telling me I suck. I'm not hearing anything. You know, like one negative rating on iTunes so far. Um, but I haven't heard anybody say why, or I haven't heard anybody say I'm full of crap. I, but I'm waiting. If, if I'm full of crap, somebody tell me. I want to hear, hear your perspective. If I am wrong on something, I will apologize and tell everybody what, what, uh, what I was wrong about. I have no problem with that. And if it's an opinion issue, I'll, I'll take your opinions and I'll respect it. I really will. I might disagree with it, but I'll respect it. So please send that stuff to me. I really want to hear from you guys. Um, don't forget to like and share the show as much as possible. You guys are doing great with that. I got another couple of um, ratings, which were fantastic. Thanks for taking your time to do that. That's that's always awesome, and I do appreciate and value your time to do that. Amazon uh, affiliate link is there. It's working. I'm getting some purchases. Thanks for that, guys. I want you guys to do that. How do you, how do you do that? New people out there listening to the show, the best way to support the show monetarily is to uh, go to my Amazon affiliate link and spend some money. How you do it? You click on my website, thenpdude.com. You go to the banner that says Amazon. And you click on it, it takes you to Amazon. You do the shopping you otherwise would have. It doesn't cost you a penny, I promise. It doesn't cost you a penny more. I mean, you still got to buy your stuff, right? Maybe you got to pay for that. I'm not giving you free stuff. But uh, what it does is it kicks me back a percentage of your purchase without charging you anything. That's pretty cool. It's a nice way to help support the show. That's all you got to do is go to my website. Instead of going to Amazon.com, you can just go to my website and do your shopping. It's a great way. Christmas is coming, guys. Spend your Christmas money through the Amazon affiliate link. I get great deals. I got Prime. I, I don't know why anybody goes to Walmart or shop anymore. I mean, I buy everything almost on Amazon. I mean, it's just, it's too stupid not to. I just, it doesn't make sense to me. So I, I use Amazon like crazy. That's what we use. Anyways, what do we want to talk about today? Hypothetical, right? Hypothetical gooey situation. So here's our gooey situation of the day. 
nurse practitioner walks into her office where she works part-time for a handful of years. It was a while. I'm not, I don't know what it is. I'm not going to use the number because I don't want to out anybody. Everybody that was on this thread is probably going to be like, oh, yeah, I know this is the, the, the situation. So I'm not trying to divulge who you are um, if you're listening, but I am trying to get enough information so that I can try to help. person walks into work and they said, hey, we're getting rid of your job. Real sorry about that. Um, you know, finish out your day or whatever it is, two weeks, three weeks, a month, I don't know, whatever the, the deal was. That wasn't in the hypothetical, but let's just say it's, you know, two weeks. And then you're out. Thanks for your heart service and work. You're by. Gone. Out. What do you do? <laughs> well, it depends, right? It depends if you're a contract employee or an at-will employee. It just doesn't say anything in that in that hypothetical on the on the page about whether it is truly a um, an employee at will situation, but I'm, I presume that it is because of the way that the, the question or the, the comments were written. So let's assume you're an at will employee, and you um, get this notice, and they say you're by gone. What do you do? Well, first off, <laughs> you say okay. I would you know I'm. I'm upset about that. I'm, you know, disappointed by that. Is there a reason? Nope. We're just getting rid of your job. We're downsizing. Okay. So there's nothing that I did wrong. Nope. Jeff, you were perfect. We love you. We want you to stay here. We just can't, you know, you don't see enough patience or you don't fit into the circumstance of the office, whatever it is. Because, you know, we, we, you know, you're part-time or, you know, just you're, your workload isn't enough to support you or something like that. So it's not you, it's just situational. I'd be like, okay, can I get that in writing? <laughs> That's what I would say right off the bat. Can I get that in writing that it's not my fault, that I did nothing wrong? And if they said, no, we won't give that in writing, I would say, okay, well, that's too bad. I really wish you would. Do, do I have an employment employee file here? And if they said no, I would say, well, where's all my HR information stored? It's over here. Well, I would like copies of everything in my HR file. And if they say, no, that's proprietary information, I would say, well, that's fine, but I can subpoena it when I sue you. So why don't you just give it to me now so I don't have to sue you? I don't want to do that. I just want to, I want a copy of my employee file. And if there are any reprimands or if there's anything in there that shows that you were deficient or anything like that, there was complaints against you, anything like that, it'll show up and that it should be in a file if they have that. Maybe they don't. They may not, but HR should have an application. They should have, you know, all your benefits information, all that stuff. So that's one thing you can do right off the bat is just try to get the information of why they terminate you. What, what the, what's the reason? What, why are we doing this? Because number one, I want to know. I want to know, did I screw up? If I screwed up, I don't, I don't want to make the same mistake in another company. I want to do a good job. I really do. So that's what I would do if I was if I was in your circumstance. I would try to figure out why and get it in writing. Somebody said, get it in writing right away. And I said, yes, absolutely. That's a great, I didn't say it on the thread, but I, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You want to get it, everything in writing of why they're terminating you. Why does that matter? Well, if you're terminated for cause, so like say you, you know, you killed grandma. <laughs> you give the wrong medicine to grandma over there and she's dead. <laughs> That's cause. They could terminate you because you did a crappy job. They don't want that liability. You are not typically eligible for unemployment compensation. And I say typically because it's a state-driven law. 
So it really depends upon the state workers com- or unemployment compensation. I keep saying workers comp in my mind. Unemployment compensation laws are going to be different everywhere. So you got to you got to be aware of that. So the laws that I tell you today are only as examples and are not your laws. Do I need to repeat that? Let's do it anyways. The laws that I'm going to tell you today are examples and are not your laws. Did I say it exactly the same way? I think I did. I don't know. My mind's not not fully awake yet. And it's raining again in Ohio in wipers in dark. It's great. So once you understand what your rules are for unemployment compensation, you first of all, if you get notified of termination, the day you get notified of termination, and there's no way they're going to correct it. You know it's a done deal. You call the, um, or you go online now, it's online now, but you can call the Unemployment Compensation Bureau or whatever they call it in your state. Just Google, you know, Wyoming Unemployment. I have no idea where this person is. You know, I'm just picking Wyoming because I like Wyoming. Wyoming Unemployment Law, their Unemployment Compensation. And you'll get the agency that, that takes care of that. It'll, be, it'll pop right up. And you can file a claim online or usually in phone, but you, most people are online now. And basically what it is is you say, I was employed at this place for so many days, so many weeks, so many years, whatever it is. Um, they, you work there for so many hours per week and you made X dollars per week or by week per paycheck, whatever it was, or whatever, however they dispense it whatever the rules are and basically you're giving them the facts of the situation so it shouldn't be very difficult to do now if you get terminated for cause in most states you're screwed you're not eligible for unemployment compensation if you get terminated for cause so if you screw up and get fired or if you're an ass and your employer says you know what we're not dealing with you anymore you're an ass and they kick you out, you're not eligible typically for unemployment compensation. I say typically because there's some ways people squeak through. If they go through appeals process and they fight it and stuff like that, then sometimes they can get it. So I say, say usually. So you walk away and you, you first thing you're going to do is call that board and you're going to be like, man, I got, I'm screwed. I got no money coming in. I got you know all these expenses and I need to make my payments and bills and things like that. So you file online as soon as possible. Then what they do is they will file that claim and forward it back to your employer and say, hey, we have a claim by so-and-so that says that they were terminated without cause. So in other words, you laid them off, a true layoff situation. And then what they do is they say, do you agree with this, the facts of the situation? If they say yes, then they automatically get unemployment and the employers pay insurance premiums for unemployment. Their premiums go up. So it's, they have a vested interest in saying, no, we fired this person because they sucked. Okay. So that's why you want your employee file is because if there's nothing in your employee file, and you're certain you have everything that they have, anything that they produce after that fact is potentially fraud. So if they, they pull out of, you know, uh, oh, miraculously somebody works up a, a document that says that um, you were reprimanded for, uh, you know, attitude or something, or you were always late, or you, you know, told people to screw off in the office or something like that, language or something. Then, then you could end up with a situation where they're, they're potentially creating documents that didn't exist, but you didn't sign that document as a witness. So it's really, really subpar information. 
So in your file, if there's nothing that says that you were made aware of any problems and had an opportunity to correct, then you're pretty good. You've got a pretty good leg to stand on with the board if you have to go through the appeals process. So they have like 30 days typically to, to respond and then they'll come back and, and say yes or no. And, and I've seen people, in fact, in my personal life, I was laid off for lack of work from one company when I was in law school. And it was right after September 11th. And um, I filed unemployment. They said, oh, no, we fired that guy. And that's not at all what happened. So I appealed it and won. Because they, 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 as a matter of course, as a company, said no to everybody. Because some people won't, uh, won't fight it. And then their employment, un, their unemployment premium, insurance premium doesn't go up. So it's a sleazeball move. And I was glad I wasn't working there anymore because I saw how, how they managed that. <laughs> it was untruthful. I should have sued them for defamation, but that's a different story. I was more worried about passing the bar exam at that time. It's a hard test. Anyways, so the the question here is is what 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 are your state's laws? In Ohio, the laws used to be this was a long time ago, but and they may have changed, I'm not sure, but it used to be like you had to have been employed there for a period of time of like 6 months. And the reason they make it a longer period of time is because if you make it 6 months, chances are it's not that you're a crappy employee, it's usually the company's just not doing well or or they hired you and they didn't realize maybe they didn't need you and it's not really your fault. If you make it six months and you get terminated, usually it's not your fault. But it can't, you know, I mean, it always can be. It can take six months for you to turn out to be a turd and deserve to get fired, right? So, but then you got your cause. But you got to document it as an employer. You really have to document well if you want to avoid your unemployment compensation insurance premiums from getting jacked up because you're terminating people for for them for the employees' problems. It's not fair to the employer, right? So the, the question then becomes is, how long have you, were you there? What's your state's rules? How many hours per week did you work? Because there might be a part, part-time exemption for that. So you may not get the unemployment if you're part-time. If you only work eight hours a week and you've been there for 10 years, you may not still meet the requirements for unemployment purposes. There is also the problem that unemployment will only provide you up to a statutory maximum, and it's pretty piddly. It's not near what, what a professional makes. So if you're working at McDonald's and you get laid off, then yeah, you're probably going to be made whole on unemployment for you know up to six months. It used to be 99 weeks. There for a while it was a really long time. Right after you know 2008 crash, they jacked up unemployment for a long time. Those people never went back to work because they got used to not working, or they got side gigs that paid under the table. And then we're like, oh shit, why should I pay? Why should I work twice as hard to make half? It doesn't make any sense. So the, the, the problem there is, is you need to know what your limitations are, whether you can get unemployment. So you need to Google that. And I'm not Googling that because you're not in my state. I don't think you're in my state. Email me if you're in my state. I'll, I'll take a look at it. But otherwise, you've got to do it yourself. Or you got to hire an attorney. But in reality, the piddly amount of money you're going to get from unemployment, you're better off just going to find another job. That's the goal, right? I mean, you have to prove that. You have to show that. Every week, you have to log in and, you know, document the employers or, you know, there used to be a paper chart. You would keep a, keep track of it. But you have to document all of the things that you do to try to find a job, all the contact information, what the follow-up was, did you call them back, you know, all that stuff. Now, can you fudge that stuff? Sure. How do they know? But you still have to do it. The intent is that you're going to not sit there and be a taker. You want to be a maker 
in this world, right? You want to go work. I want you. I know you do. I could tell by the wording of the, the way you wrote the question. So, the legalities of it are complex and it's state related. That's really what it comes down to. Now, if you're a contract employee rather than a, a an employee at will, and I'm sure I'm missing other stuff on the the, the unemployment. I'm just getting tired of talking about it. <laughs> I'm just bored with it. The, the big picture with unemployment compensation, you have to be there for a certain amount of time, certain amount of hours per week, and you're going to get a minimum statutory uh, or a, a ma- maximum statutory amount of money, which is usually next to nothing. And then the other part is, is that you um, have to have been terminated for uh, some unknown reason that doesn't really relate to anything, right? So it's like, we just lost work. It's not your fault. Just like Goodwill Hunting. It's not your fault, right? Remember that movie? It was a good movie. What else? What else about this one? Um, I think it's more political. I would just want to know why. Because they were immediately, immediately traipsing some th- someone through the office, like, within a week or something. I don't know. It was a short period of time. Whether it was that same day or not, I don't know. I mean, that would really be a thumb in your eye, right? Oh, we're eliminating your job, but oh, hey, uh, meet Joan over here as uh, an NP that's interviewing for your job. Jeez, <laughs> oh, Pete, kick me in the crotch. Ouch. That hurts, Right? So I think I think what I would do is I'd be like, all right, come on, don't, don't BS me. Tell me the truth. Even if it's off the record, tell me the truth why you want to get rid of me. It actually absolves you of liability from paying unemployment if you tell me the reason why. I would want to know. Now, if they say, no, we're not going to tell you, and then you file unemployment, they're going to buy, I swear to God, they're going to tell the unemployment board what they fired you for. They will tell them. So to have them tell you first. You don't ever want to go in blind. You want to know the answer to every question you ask. All right. What else? Contract. If it was a contract, you got to look at the contract termination provision. Are they really violating a portion of the contract? Um, If so, what are your damages? Did you spell out damages specifically in your contract? I saw somebody posted, I don't know, it was Ohio Facebook group maybe, I don't know. Somebody made a a comment about this, uh, it's a three-year contract and -and so-and-so wants me to pay back, you know, I don't know, 10 grand per year if I've breached the contract. So if you breach in year one, it's prorated, you owe them 30 grand. If it's breach in year two, you owe them, you know, 20 grand. If you breach in year three, you owe them 10 grand. Something like that. And everybody was all fired up. Don't sign that. I'm like, well, maybe I might sign that deal if I was making, you know, 180 grand a year. I'll sign that shit all day long. So you, you got to look at all of it, guys. Come on, don't be silly. You know, if you're making eighty-five thousand dollars a year and he wants thirty grand from you in year one, I tell him to kiss off. Nobody in the right mind is going to sign that. But if if it's a huge amount of money and you've got a huge upside on this, and there's you know you 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 have the, the potential to make a ton of money, and this person's hired a lot of people to find to find uh, you as a special specialist in as an APRN, maybe it's worth it. Maybe that's in, it isn't as crazy as you think. Those are liquidated damages. And liquidated damages are, are used, and this is all about terminating a contract, so it's important. Liquidated damages are used in places where you have a difficult time putting your thumb on the amount of money that it costs if you breach the contract. So can you find out what the costs are if someone breaches the contract? You can't, but it's hard. So it is appropriate in contract terms to have liquidated damages. The amount of liquidated damages may be a little excessive. I saw somebody else posted, well, I have to pay back my DEA if I leave. Prorated to how much time? I kind of think that's fair. If somebody said, you know what, I'm paying up front your DEA, 
And if you leave and you know within the say it's even a one year contract. If you leave during this contract term, then you owe me back two years of the three year license because it's a three year license. I don't find anything wrong with that. I'd sign that. I wouldn't care about that. I'd be like, yeah, that's realistic. That's reasonable. I was going to plan on buying it myself anyways. It's my license. So you're just helping me out for one year. Awesome. Thanks. So don't be afraid of liquidated damages. You got to be aware that those do exist. And that is not an unreasonable thing necessarily to ask. Now, the amount might be crazy. It might be painful. It might not be worth it. You walk away from those deals. So if you have something in a contract that says that you have to pay liquidated damages, if the contract is 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 terminated by you, then you have to pay those damages. Now, does the employer have that? Usually, no. It's usually one-sided. But if you're good at negotiating and you care about that, you might be able to get get them to buy you out of your contract. That was one thing I heard um, in in. Uh, the MP Money show that I that I, I heard that wasn't quite right. That was the only thing I heard that I was like, yeah, maybe we need to fix that. Was you don't always get to terminate the contract. So here's the hypothetical. You're in your contract. You're part-time. You work, you know, how many, you've been there forever. Same hypothetical as the unemployment one. Everything else is the same. But you have a contract now instead of at will. And they say, you're, you're, we're going to terminate you, and we're going to terminate you, and we're giving you notice today, and we're doing it by the contract, you know, whether it's writing or verbal, it doesn't matter if it's, however it's spelled out in the contract, that it has to happen, it has to happen that way. So you walk away that day going, well, geez, oh, Pete, let's go back and look at the contract. You look at the contract, and it says if they terminate your contract, that they have to pay out the remainder of your contract term, then yes, they have to pay you out the remainder of your contract term. If it's silent on that, then they pay you whatever damages that you have, and you have to sue for them. You can't just demand, I mean, you can demand them, but they, they may say, no, we're not doing it. Then you have to sue for the damages. And a lot of times it's not worth, the, 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 the juice isn't worth the squeeze, as they say. Because you're going to get maybe, what, a couple months of, of because um, you won't get unemployment at that point, because you're a contract employee, you're not an employee at will. Um, you shouldn't check your state because it depends, right? I mean, I'm not going to make that global statement. If you're a contract employee, you may still fall within unemployment, but I, I don't think you do. I wouldn't expect that you would, but you might. So check the rules. But if you walk away with that and look at your contract and say, man, I don't have anything in here. There's nothing that I can hang my hat on to get money from these people for a severance or you know, liquidated damages or anything like that. Then the problem is, is you, you know, what's your damages? I don't know. I mean, lost wages? Yeah, you could get lost wages. That would be a legitimate one. But you have a duty and obligation um, to find a job as fast as possible. You have to mitigate your own damages. You can't just sit on your laurels and wait six months to find a job. You've got to go out and start looking right away. And if you sue for you know for lost wages, which is a possibility under the contract, the problem is is that you have to be able to prove how actively you're looking for a job. So you're gonna you know what are you gonna subpoena your potential employers to say that yes I showed up and interviewed? I mean, who's gonna hire you if you're doing that? <laughs> right? Would you hire somebody that just subpoenaed you to go to court to testify that they showed up for a job interview? Nope. Not going to hire you. So it's kind of a catch-22. You're kind of screwed if you're a contract employee without any provision that gives you damages. You're kind of you're kind of stuck. 
So you're kind of flying blind. But that's part of being a professional, though. I mean, I hate to say it that way. I'm not trying to be mean. It's just the way it is. So I think I beat up on that one. Did I beat up on that one? I feel like I beat up on that one. It's a great question. I love unemployment stuff. It's just interesting. I took employment law when I was in school. I did a lot of business-related classes in law school. And so I always found it interesting because it was the personal relationship problems that were falling apart in, in a business setting. You know, it's not domestic relations where the kids are getting ripped in two directions. I, I never took that because I just it would tear me up. I wouldn't want to participate in anti-family law. Um, but but with business relationships, you're 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 beyond arm's length. So you know when those those situations just dissolve, it's just icky, gooey, nasty mess, and it's just fun to watch from the outside. Not your individual personal case. I'm not saying that. It's it's mean. I'm not trying to be mean. So the next thing I saw was um, this relates back to supervising physicians, and I want to make an amending note. How I said I will correct things. I will correct things. There's one state that I know of now, South Carolina, that says and mandates that you have to say supervising physician. And there may be more out there. I don't know of them because I don't know everybody's Nurse Practice Acts. But according to the Nurse Practice Act in South Carolina, you have to use the word supervising physician, even if they're not technically supervising you. In my opinion, and this was my response in a Facebook thread, stop using that word anyways. I don't give a crap. I don't give a crap. I don't give a crap if the state says that you have to use it. You only have to use it in your contract. After that, uh-uh. Collaborative. And someone said, oh, they're synonyms. No, they're not. You go up to a doctor and say, I would like to collaborate with you. They'll be like, okay, yeah, what do you need? What do you want to talk about? You go up to a doctor and say, I'd like to supervise you. <laughs> what do you think they're going to do? They're going to throat punch you. They are not synonyms, dude. They're not synonyms at all. Not even close. One is implying that you're below the other one. Collaborative in- implies that you're working together. Use the word. Change it. I don't care if the state says you have to say supervising. You do that in your contract, and then you say to everybody else in the world, I'm going to collaborate with my collaborating physician. Until we don't have a collaborating physician, you say, I'm going to collaborate with my colleagues. Because that's what we do as professionals. We collaborate with our colleagues, guys. We don't have to be supervised. Now, in the state, they say it that way. I would use the other words anyways. I just would. No one's going to fine you for using a word in discussion. You're not holding yourself out to be a physician. You're not changing your license. You're not changing anything. You're still acting within your scope of practice. I didn't see anything in the, in the law that they posted on that page that said that you can't say collaborative physician. And it doesn't mandate you have to state supervising every time you mention the physician that happens to be the guy that signed a contract with you. Now, the, the issue of that post was something totally different that I didn't even really care about because it was nothing I was even remotely interested in. But when I see supervising, I'm going to start calling people out on it and start saying and asking politely, please consider using collaborative. And I expect that we all should be doing that. I really think we do. If we change that, that changes the connotation of how we are plugged into a tiered system. Because in my practice... I have my full practice scope of, of being able to help people in a family practice. I have a collaborative physician. He signs a contract and checks, checks my charts every now and then. He does not supervise my work, period. And, and you don't have to put a thumb in your employer's eye if you do have a, a physician that is 
you know, a manager of yours. That's not the point. I'm not trying to get you guys fired. But my point is, is that if you gently and softly start using the words in a different way and everybody around you starts using them in a different way and you start educating the people in your, in your practice and your patients and the people in your community, it's going to change. I promise. It's a great way to do it. I educate everybody. I get people that ask me all the time, what's the difference between you and a PA? PAs are supervised and have to work under the direction of a, of a physician. I don't. Which is not, not a lie and it's not a violation of my laws. I do not have to work under the supervision of a physician. They do. It's, sorry you're a PA if that's what you didn't want. But that's what, that's what they have to do. Does that mean that they can't do the same or similar job as you? No, they, we all do the same things. We all help people. That's not the point. And we all do it from a different perspective. I like to look at it as this way. We look at the, the animal from a different different viewpoint. Animals healthcare, right? How we approach it. A physician will look at, you know, straight on head and the eyes. You know, they're looking at the bull. So they see the horns and the eyes and the mouth and the nose and the flaring, you know, the flaring snot coming out of this angry bull looking at you, which is our healthcare system. Yes, that's an analogy. I'm looking at it from the side. I see this big giant hump on its back and he's his tail wagging and he's got the horns and he's looking at the physician over there and wanting to run him over, right? The PA is looking at him from a different angle. You can pick which angle. I'm not going to say it's the butt end, but you know maybe it's the other side. I'm not going to try to be derogatory. I'm not. I'm really not trying to be that way. But it's, but it's a legitimate analogy in that we all look at this from a different perspective. But the way I would look at it from a... From a Maybe the PA is actually in front of the physician on his knees. <laughs> Maybe that's a better analogy. I hate to say it that way, but that's kind of what I'm seeing. Because they're limited by what the physician can see. Right? They have the same viewpoint. He's just down lower, looking at it from a little lower aspect. Whereas we're looking at it from the side. Totally different. I don't have a physician looking over my shoulder, literally or figuratively. Anyways, guys, I'm having a blast. This is a lot of fun. I, I can't thank you guys enough for everything that you guys are doing to help support the show and um, to, help, to help promote our profession and professionalism. And, and it's just, it's been so much fun. And, and if you guys have co- questions, concerns, headaches, anything, I really do mean it. Email me, jeff at the mpdude.com. Don't forget to uh, give me a Facebook uh like, share, and uh, rating, and do the same as on iTunes as well. Use the Amazon affiliate link to support the show financially, and um, we'll talk soon, guys. Have a great week. Enjoy what you do. Love what you do. We'll talk soon.